Arise and shine, for your light has come. The God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts through the light of Jesus. And finally, you are the light of the world. So let your light shine. These are the words of the Lord. You may be seated. Arise and shine. Have you heard those words before? Rise and shine. If it's like our house, when you hear the words rise and shine, you are immediately up and out of bed. You are ready to go because you know that whatever your parents or whoever's waking you up has got in store for you is going to be amazing. And whether that's school, whether that's doing work at home, chores, whether it's um, going uh, with your family someplace, you just know that I got to get up and ready and I'm going to rise and shine. Is that correct? Can I hear an amen from all the confirmands who say that's how they respond when they hear the words rise and shine? Why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? Okay, let me ask a different question. For those of you who attended St. Lawrence School throughout the whole year and so forth, or part of the year for that matter, what was our, what was our school theme for this year? What? What, what was it? What? I, I can't hear you. I'm hearing some life out there. What everyone, for those of you who won't know, you can say it together, but the word is shine. All right? What was the theme for our school year this year? Shine! Thank you. I do know you're out there, and you are awake. And that's what God wants to remind you of today. He says to you, arise and shine. Now I always have a picture in my head of somebody who, who, who stands up and, and um, I know some of the kids songs from way back when you, you put your hands over your head like this and that's how we imitate doing shining and so forth. Well, you've gotten a lot more sophisticated as you have come through your education in not just the Lutheran church and catechism and in the scriptures, but in how you can demonstrate your faith to others without even needing to raise your hands above your heads. You know what it is to shine because the Holy Spirit has been placed in you. That Holy Spirit, which for many of you was given to you through the first time, through the gift of baptism, or through the gift of the Word as you put your faith in Jesus, that faith has made a difference in your life. Oh, we're, we're still plenty of times where we're not, quote, shining. There's plenty of times where 
Well, for lack of a better term, people don't see the good side of us. But by God's grace, through Jesus, through His life and death, your sins have been washed away. In God's eyes, you are as white and as pure as the robes that you are wearing for this service. And now that the Holy Spirit dwells within you, there is but the desire to want to love God with everything you have and to love all those around you. But that doesn't mean it's easy. This whole coronavirus. You guys will have stories to tell, certainly. You will be able to, I know Mrs. Mueller has had many of you uh, reflect in your journals and so forth about your experiences, and maybe you don't recognize that it's really all that significant, but as time goes by, I think she's absolutely right. I think that as time goes by, what you experienced in these months is going to take on more significance. Well, the same can be said of the faith that has been growing inside of you. There are times where we may think, oh, this is just what you do. You go through confirmation. I mean, my friends are doing it. Uh, I don't particularly like doing the memory work and so forth and so on. But yet, God is at work. It's not just you. And as time goes by, you will appreciate even more what God has done in your lives. A couple of lessons from the COVID situation. I think they can apply to, to our lives in, in some ways as well. You know, with the, with the mask wearing and the social distancing and the sanitizing, really what we're, what we're told and, and led to believe, certainly, and, and maybe rightfully so, is that anyone that we may meet might be infected. And so we have to be very, very careful because they may not even know they're infected. And so we have to keep our distance. We have to make sure that everything is pure and clean and that we're breathing the clean air and so forth. Medically speaking, that's what we're told. And we do well to follow those guidelines. But you know, I don't know if you've tried this when it comes to the concept of social distancing. Sometimes it grates on me that, that everybody who would come and contact me with me is looking at me like, ooh, he could be infected. I better stay away. And I kind of take offense at that. I don't know if you ever feel that way. But you know what can help in terms of my dealing, so to speak, with the world around me? Is to think, well, maybe the reason that these other folks are social distancing is, well, maybe it is because they want to protect me. 
And if you've ever thought and kind of switched the way that we think about this, it might help us do a better job of interacting with those around us, even if we may not think that all the behaviors that we have to follow are always called for. Now, how does that apply to our spiritual life? Well, let me tell you something. There is a virus, for lack of a better word. A virus that we sometimes can use that analogy to describe that little three-letter word that has I in the middle, starts with an S and ends with an N. Can you put it together? Even you can. It's called sin. And even though it may seem unfair to us, every single person is infected with the sin virus. Now that could cause us to do a couple of things. One is we could say, ooh, those people are infected with sin. I don't want to have anything to do with them because they could make me, I don't know, even more sick. And maybe there are times where we do have to make choices about, about who we're going to hang out with and what activities we're going to engage in because if they are more involved with the sin virus, we would do well to stay away. But if we are able to look at ourselves, first of all, and say, I'm infected, I am a sinner, but Christ died for me, then we might be in a position to be able to love everyone who's infected with the sin virus. You see, that sin virus may not always show itself. We may experience people that are just wonderful and kind and loving. But if you knew that somebody had the COVID virus, even though they didn't realize it, but you did somehow, do you think it would be wise for you to inform them of that? Wouldn't the loving thing be to let somebody know if they're sick for their own benefit and so that they don't get anybody else sick. It really should be no different with the sin virus. Everybody's got it. But a lot of people are in denial. A lot of people don't want to know that they have it or, or just don't even think about it. Do you think a loving thing to do would be to, to let someone know that as deadly and as terrible and as dangerous a virus as this is, oh, by the way, the diff one of the differences between COVID and the sin virus, the sin virus is 100% fatal. And without cure, it is 100% spiritually fatal. If somebody has that virus and doesn't know it or doesn't care, would it not be what God calls us to do? 
to let them know. But in addition to knowing about this virus, also to be able to say there is a cure. And his name is Jesus. You're probably aware that there's been some protests going on across the country because of, uh, because of a police-involved uh, death and so forth, and there's been, been demonstrations and riots and so forth, starting in Minneapolis, and it just seems to add to the craziness and the chaoticness and the stress, and I'm sure this, this stay-at-home stuff has, has not helped with people's emotions through this whole process. But I couldn't help but be caught by, by one of the protesters who the news people had their mic up to as they were trying to get some views of those who were yelling and screaming and throwing things at police. And this one individual was chanting the familiar no, no justice, no peace. In other words, if this isn't paid for, we are not going to be peaceful. You're only going to get peace if justice is done. Now in this case, they're talking about the brutality and the police officers and so forth. In fact, he went a step farther and he said, he said, we have a two-for-one rule that if you kill one of ours, then we should kill two of yours. And according to him, that would be justice. I don't know if he was pledging that if that happened, that he would in fact be at peace. But it crossed my mind what if it were a case where if just one person in the midst of the chaos and the violence and the hurting and stuff that's going on, if one person said, if my death is all it's going to take to bring peace to this city, then let it be. Would I be willing to do that? Would I be willing to walk into the, the rioting group and say, okay, if you kill me, you take my life, then you will be at peace. I don't know whether there'd be any takers. Because there's no guarantees with that. Even if someone was willing to die. Do you realize that that times a million is what Jesus did. You see, because of that sin virus, you and I have a natural inclination to say, no justice, no peace. God, we are going to be in control. We don't care about your rules. We are going to do things our way. And what did God do? He sent his holy innocent son Jesus to walk into the mob scene, to walk into the injustice and the violence and to lay down his life. Did that bring complete peace to this world? We didn't keep our end of the bargain, did we? But God loves us so much 
that he was still willing to do it. And everyone who looks to him, everyone who trusts in him, everyone who believes in him does indeed have what Jesus came to bring, peace with God and yes, with the world around you. Now there's a reason to shine. You are the light of the world. Christ has been shown in your heart. Don't hide your light. Instead, let it shine. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.